Faday, and welcome to another episode of Live Till 5. I'm your host, Jared Baldwin, here in the studio on Facebook Live, by the way. If you follow Harvest Family Radio on Facebook, go there now and you can watch the show as well as listen. New way to interact with the show through Facebook Live, Harvest Family Radio Guam. Look us up. Broadcasting high atop the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 306 of Live Till 5 on this Friday, March 8th, 3.05 p.m. here at the studio. Glad to have you with us for our live local talk and variety program. Every week, two hours of a light approach to the Friday afternoon Messiness that comes with a long week of work and school. Maybe you are in the car right now. You picked your kids up from school and you're on your way home. Maybe you're on your way home from work. Maybe you're one of those unfortunate individuals that is going into work for the swing shift. I'm sorry for that. But wherever you're at, however you're listening, we're glad you're with us. You can listen on the radio course, 88.1 FM. You can also listen online, khmg.org, khmg.org. Great way to listen. Been doing that at my desk at work. Just tune in, click on the listen link there, and uh, you'll be able to, and you can turn up the volume and adjust it and everything and put it right there on the side of your desktop screen and then just keep working. Great way to be able to listen to the radio at your desk without having to bring in a radio and adjust the antenna and everything. Just listen online. Also at that website, you can find podcasts of this show and many other great programs that we produce right here at KHMG 88.1 FM. So we just want to provide resources to you, the listening audience. And we've been doing this show for 306 episodes. And we're starting to get it figured out. Got got some things figured out. We have certain things that we know people seem to like, like stories that are stranger than fiction and This Day in History, and What's in My Coffee, and The Big Quiz with Sebastian, The News, and A Topic of the Day. Those seem to be the formula that everyone seems to like and we get the most comments on. And uh, today is no exception. Now, our topic of the day is Women's History Month. Today is uh, International Women's Day, I believe. And so we are going to talk about women's history, famous women in history, but before we get to that, it is March 8th, 3.07 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. And every week I like to read from a list provided to me by Bob the Librarian slash Registrar slash All Around Good Guy who submits this content to me every single month. Did you know the month of March is Deep Vein Thrombosis Month? Yeah. Do you suffer from that? You don't have to tell me or send pictures of the Facebook. I was just curious. Dolphin Awareness Month. You can send pictures of dolphins, but not of your deep vein thrombosis. Employee Spirit Month. Exotic Winter Fruit and Leeks and Green Onions Month. That's quite the combination. Uh, Let's see here. Honor Society Awareness. Humorists are Artists Month. You know, if you have to make a monthly observance about it. Anyway. Um... Uh, let's see here. International Expect Success Month, Ideas Month, International Listening Awareness, Mirth Month, 
Irish American Heritage Month, Kidney Month. Uh, let's see here. Mad for plaid. That's how you can tell you have some stateside friends if they're wearing plaid on Guam ever. Unless it's that Burberry stuff. You know, the Burberry plaid is the exception. It, that's just a bougie, nice plaid there. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, malignant Hypertension Awareness and Training Month. I, I need to go to that. Uh, middle Level Education Month. Music in Our Schools Month. Congratulations to the Harvest Christian Academy music groups that won all their awards at the Tumon Bay Music Festival, by the way. Uh, Caffeine Awareness, Celery Month, and Cerebral Palsy Awareness Month. To mention a few, those are monthly observances. As far as weekly observances go, uh, March is just full of them. It is World Rattlesnake Roundup starting today through this weekend. Uh, American Council on Education, the 9th through the 12th. Campfire USA Birthday Week, the 10th through the 16th. Girl Scout Week, 10th through the 16th. Termite Awareness Week, 10th through the 16th. Uh, Let's see here. National Agriculture Week. International Brain Awareness, the 11th through the 17th. And Turkey Vultures Return to the Living Sign, the 11th through the 17th. Not quite sure what the purpose of that celebration is, but today is... uh, the 8th, and that means it is, uh, of course, International Women's Day, Girls Right Now Day, um, Working Women's Day, Middle Name Pride Day, National Be Nasty Day. That doesn't sound like any fun at all. Peanut Cluster Day, National Proofreading Day, Retro Video Game Day, and Tartar Sauce Day. The 9th, tomorrow, Saturday, Barbie Day. Get over it day, fanny pack day, finally, a reason to wear a fanny pack, a celebration. I'm sure when people see you wearing that to Home Depot tomorrow, they're going to say, you know what, they're celebrating National Fanny Pack Day. Uh, Let's see here. Crab meat day, genealogy day, meatball day, and uh, National Panic Day. The 10th, check your batteries day. I'm assuming they're talking about checking your batteries in your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors and things like that. Daylight saving starts. So if you're trying to make phone calls to the states or communicate with people in the states, don't forget they're going through daylight savings this weekend. Girl Scout Sunday, Harriet Tubman Day, International Bagpipe Day, uh, International Day of Awesomeness, which goes along with bagpipes quite nicely. Landline Telephone Day, Mario Day, Blueberry Popover Day, Pack Your Lunch Day, Salvation Army Day, and U.S. Paper Money Day. The 11th, Canberra Day. Uh, Let's see, Eight Hour Day of Labor in Australia, Clean Monday in Greece, Fill Our Staplers Day, Johnny Appleseed Day is the 11th as well. Funeral Director and Mortician's Recognition Day. They probably don't get enough recognition. National Napping Day. Uh, Let's see here, Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. Hmm. And World Plumbing Day. The 12th, Girl Scout Day. Alfred Hitchcock Day. National Baked Scallops Day. Organize Your Home Office Day. Plant a Flower Day. Uh, let's see. The 13th, Coconut Tort Day. Earmuff Day. Not really celebrated here on Guam. Good Samaritan Involvement Day. Uh, Canine Veterans Day. National Jewel Day. National Open Umbrella Indoors Day, 
Registered Dietitian Day. The 14th, and this will be my last one here, Bake a Pine Solidarity Day. International Ask a Question Day. Learn about butterflies. Uh, National Pie Day, of course. National Potato Chip Day. Popcorn Lovers Day. Save a Spider Day. And World Kidney Day. Those are all happening in the month of March. Now, let me encourage you, if you're sitting at your desk and you're listening online, maybe switch over to Facebook if you're allowed to do those things while you're sitting at your desk and pull up our Facebook live feed. You'll be able to watch the show today and we'll be able to kind of switch back and forth and you can see the different people as they're here as guests on the show. Now, we're going to take a short break, listen to a little Harvest Highlights, and when we come back, more Live Till 5 with Sebastian, Chris, Lawrence, and more. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on 88.1 FM KHMG Harvest Family Radio, Friday, March 8th, 3.13 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Back in a few minutes. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, March 8th, 3.22 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. Glad to have you with us today. Let us know you're listening. Go to Facebook. And if you go to Facebook right now, you can actually watch the show on Facebook Live. And leave a little comment there. Give us a little thumbs up. We'd love to get the feedback in real time from the audience. But you can also send us private message through Facebook. Give us some suggestions for the show. We love to hear from you. We have people listening all around the world. Not just to this show, but some of the shows that we produce. And then, of course, just our stream through our website. People listen all around the world all the time. And we are glad to have you be part of what we're doing here at KHMG. It's really a blessing to be able to serve you by giving you some great content. This show is intended to be a little lighthearted, give you a little lightweight opportunity to let your hair down on Friday afternoons. It can be a, a busy, stressful week sometimes and so we want Friday afternoons to be a little bit of a light approach for you. We also rebroadcast the show in its entirety from Saturdays from noon to two and Sunday nights from seven to nine PM. So you can catch us on the rebound Saturdays noon to two, Sunday night seven to nine PM. Most people can't listen to two straight hours of radio. Maybe they're in and out of their vehicle or they can't just stay in one spot for two hours. That's why we rebroadcast the show. Or listen to the podcast, or just re-watch the Facebook live stream after it's all over. So, it is the month of March. It's Specifically, it's March 8th, and uh, March is Women History Month, Women's History Month, and I believe today is even International Women's Day. And I'm going to talk about International Women's Day a little later, but there were there was a list I found online of different women that... that claim to be Christians that are kind of semi-famous in history. And they all, I'm going to go through some of those later on. But uh, this one I found very interesting. And for those that are listening, I just want you to to look at, at this lady here. It's, it's a face that should strike terror into your heart. Um, this, this lady here, uh, she's a famous woman from history. Do you know what she was famous for? Um, if, if you came home and this lady was waiting for you at the door, 
How would you react? Well, uh, I think the the axe combined with the shawl and the uh, the the veil makes you think of um, maybe some kind of scary story or someone that might be waiting for you in a wax museum or something. Um, this is uh, actually someone named Carrie Nation. Carrie Nation. And according to Crosswalk.com, she's one of the 20 Christian women who shaped history. And do you know what Carrie Nation is famous for? So I'm trying to give our Facebook Live people a little bonus for being a, a bonus listener. You get to see Carrie Nation here. Is that a a face that uh, you you would be excited to see? Well, you know, she shaped history. Believing that alcohol and tobacco were the root cause of much of America's society's problems, Carrie Nation became an activist to fight against them. When her words were not enough, she turned to violence and became legendary for smashing saloons with an axe. Her efforts contributed to the passing of the 18th Amendment. So she was personally responsible for helping America to pass prohibition. I have some facts about Carrie Nation here. She was born November 25th, 1846, probably the member of the temperance movement most recognized in the 21st century. So she was really the head of the temperance movement. Did you know that that sweet little old lady stood almost six feet tall and weighed about 175 pounds? She was a very imposing presence, and she had a very strong personality, apparently. And carrying around a giant Bible and an axe didn't hurt her reputation either. Um, she was often remembered for the violent manner in which she opposed drinking, often depicted with a hatchet because of her proclivity for using one to damage saloons and other watering holes. She was arrested 30 times for these acts of vandalism. Uh, as a child, uh, well, anyway, we'll keep going here. June 5th, 1899, Nation believed she received a vision from God telling her to smash saloons in Kiowa, Kansas. Many bars placed signs out in front of their cut out in front of their bars stating to customers, "All nations welcome, but carry." Little play on words there. Uh, let's see here. While Nation's methods were excessive, she can be charged with being overzealous. The original impetus behind the U.S. Temperance Movement was in a social change tradition that sought to better the lives of the poor and women and children. Uh, Let's see if there's any other facts here. Her final speaking engagement was in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, where she was residing in January 1911. She collapsed during this engagement, and her final words to the public were, I have done what I could, and she died six months later. Carrie Nation, one of the women that shaped history, especially in America. So we're going to take another short break. When we come back, i got some special guests coming in to talk about... Some recent accolades earned by some of the musicians here at Harvest Christian Academy. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 306 on this Friday, March 8th, 3.28 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. You can listen to 88.1. You can listen online at khmg.org, or you can actually watch us right now on Facebook Live. More Live Till 5 after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's Friday, March 8th, 3.32 p.m. here at the KHMG Studios. And I am joined by a number of people here now. If you're watching the Facebook Live, you can see... Well, you can't see Andrew Dongan. Sorry, Andrew. Um, nope, still not. you got to reach towards Kelly's face, basically. <laughs> that way. The camera's, like, facing over there. There. Oh, oh no, that was my that. hand. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I saw it there. Okay. We're on Facebook Live for those that uh, are sitting at their computers and you want to watch the show. We have Kelly Schlarb is in the kind of the center right of the photo. Then we have Insa. Insa. And we have Sebastian. And then we have Andrews off camera. Which is no problem. I'm off camera as well. but uh, And then they can go back and watch this and tell all their parents and grandparents to watch yep. later on. So, All right. So I want to talk a little bit about the Tumon Bay Music Festival. And uh, maybe first we need to get a description of what is the Tumon Bay Music Festival. Uh, Tumon Bay Music Festival is uh, a week long. Actually, I think it's 11 days of uh, music festival for the island of Guam. Uh, we also have a bunch of groups from Saipan and a couple guests from Japan here. Um, I guess it's mainly for high schools, elementary schools, middle schools, uh, just to have a performing venue this week. A um, couple things where they're adjudicated, and then there's also a collaboration element to it. Where did you guys actually do the Tumon Bay Music Festival this year? Uh, all over the place. What was Choir was at the Cajita yeah. um, Ballroom at the Guam Plaza. Uh, there was a solo festival at St. John's. Um, Sunday, there was a festival at Ipau. Monday, Tuesday night, we're at the Lote. Okay, wow. So they kind of spread it around. Yeah, we're all over. And uh, how many how many groups did Harvest Christian Academy put in? We had the three choirs, the okay. um, high school choir and junior high choir and honor choir all performed and all received gold ratings. So that wow. was exciting for them. The choir hasn't gone for several years, so that was exciting for them. What's a, what's a gold rating, by the way? It's kind of like a, it's a grade. It's not like the Olympics where you get gold <laughs> like medal. Like one gold medal. And, yeah, no, no. Oh, so multiple, multiple golds, people could get multiple gold. Multiple silvers. Yeah, it just means you scored a certain... Like a grade, like multiple yeah. people could get an A Correct. on a test. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. And so what the, other groups? And then the instrumental groups that went were the Intermediate Orchestra, the High School String Orchestra, and the High School Symphony, and the High School Band. Wow, that's a lot of groups. Yeah, we took a ton of children on this, <laughs> yes, this week. Yes, <laughs> Wow. And, uh, and these were all evening and weekend commitments pretty much. Correct. Saturday was solo stuff, solo okay. ensembles. Which um, Enzo did. I got gold. <laughs> you did. You did. Okay, well, Ensa, tell us a little bit about that. What what was your what did you perform? What piece did you perform? What instrument? I performed Wojnowski Concerto Number no. 2 in D minor, the third movement. Um, that that doesn't actually mean anything. It's me, a lot I'm, of very fast notes. Really? Okay. Great. Spiccato. Okay. Bouncing bow. Yes. Okay. It's a fancy yes, schmancy yes, yes. violin piece. Okay. Great. There. Now you're speaking you my language. <laughs> I'll I'll boil it down. So you, you so you got gold in that performance. Yeah. How how long did you need to practice to get ready for the Tumon Bay Music Festival? Uh, that's I practiced that song for like another com- the competition before, which is Young Artist Competition. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to go out to Mumbai. And then, yeah. So when did you start? Like a year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. When did you start taking strings lessons? How old were you? When I was third grade. Third um, grade. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Great. All right. Now, Sebastian, you competed as well? Yes. But what, with, what? Um, just with high school band and uh, symphony. Okay. I didn't do solo this year. I did it uh, a couple years ago, right? Okay. And how was it? I mean, did you enjoy the experience? 
Um, it's the the atmosphere is really it's kind of casual mm-hmm. compared to other competitions, but I feel like it's uh it's really good in helping other people improve because you get to see everyone else performing and then you get a little rating, but it's not necessarily like you're better than this person, but you have the gold, silver, bronze. Yeah. So yeah, you're like you're competing against yourself yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the it's not as high of pressure because no. it's not like one person walks away with this big prize. No. It's really you're just trying to uh, measure yourself mm-hmm. okay what was your favorite of the things that you got to participate in this year which one was your favorite mm, i think i like the the symphony because it has a the mix of strings and and uh the winds the brass and um i think our school did pretty good with uh it was very I felt like we were very together with it, you know? Yeah, we, they did a good job. Good. They get to play again tomorrow, so that's... Okay. Um, well, yeah, we'll, tell plug. us a little bit about that. So where is that, and when will they be So performing? tomorrow is kind of the culmination of the whole festival. Um, so down at Micronesia Mall, uh, Center Court, they have performances going from 2 p.m. all the way to 8 p.m., I think. Yeah. Um, so they have a couple of the soloists that they chose out of the groups um, on from Saturday performing... I think Inso's playing again. Also, um, Claire Yee and Eileen Mamzar and Elizabeth Mamzar in a group called String Stars. They play, uh, I think it's like eight of them playing a violin solo all together. It's really impressive. Oh, wow. It's really impressive to watch. Are they just students from Harvest or are they combined There's, with it's others? It's their studio. It's their, okay. it's their um, mm-hmm. private teacher's studio. Got it. So okay. they're playing with them. So um, it starts out with the soloists and the small groups. And then throughout the afternoon, evening, um, let me see, paper. Um, we have. Uh, a couple groups that were selected out of the other uh, festival days. So um, the, there's a glee club from Saipan who's performing again. They were chosen by the choral judges. Um, there's also a couple of the, um, we have honor ensembles for, throughout this week, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Uh, we've been rehearsing together and putting together music for tomorrow. Um, our symphony is performing again. We were chosen as the command performance from the large ensembles. So it's at just four thirty. We're performing. Yeah, four thirty. Four thirty. Again, yeah, shopping center. Come center early. Court. No, no, no. Micronesia Mall. Micronesia That's Micronesia Mall. Mall. Micronesia oh, Mall. Okay. All right. Micronesia Everything's Mall. Everything's at Micronesia Mall tomorrow. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Where where the Christmas light display Correct. is. Correct. We're right gonna be there. right where yes. the trains were. The so were. so get some food and then go downstairs and listen to the symphony perform at four thirty p.m. Yeah. Saturday, Micronesian Mall. Yeah, four thirty estimated time. Yeah, sure. sometimes these things you know move forward. Sometimes they're late. So great, but as spend long as all day. as spend long as you're out the of mall. the way before the Zumba ladies start up. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we've I think we've displaced them for the day. Okay. All right. All right. Because that's 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 quite the show to uh, watch as well. Okay. Um. So tell me just a, a little bit more here. Uh. Were there any other notable mentions? You said we got gold for three things. Um, the choirs all got gold. Okay. Um, several all the high of the students. Instrumental groups got gold. Wow. Yeah, all okay. the high school groups, uh, band, symphony, and orchestra got gold. Um, there are many student soloists who got got gold, but if I start listing them right now, I'll yeah, miss sure, and you miss someone, we'll get, we'll get right, right, yep, yeah. yep. Um, also, there's some special performances tomorrow. I know Inso's mom yeah. is part of a group. You can They're tell called J Lo. And okay. they're going to be playing Korean traditional instruments. Wow. Yeah. Do they dress in Korean traditional clothing as well when they do that? It's not super traditional, but um, they're wearing, like, white and, like, this long black skirt. Oh, wow. What but time do you, will they be playing? Do you know? Um, let's see. They are in the group. I'm looking. 
<laughs> That's We're the fun thing about being on Facebook Live because everyone can look with us. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Okay. J Love. Awesome. So we can spend the whole afternoon at Micronesia yep. Mall, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just keep eating. Shopping, eating, <laughs> some entertainment. It's going to be great. And we want to give a special thanks to the founders of the festival and the people who organized this because it's basically um, the founder of the festival was Max Ronquillo. Um, he's also the conductor of the. Is he the Guam Territorial Band guy? Yeah. Yep. Yes. He's not the only conductor, but he is um, one of the main conductors there. Wow. Yes. And he has a whole crew of volunteers that just. Tons and tons of time. Yeah, tons of hours. Everything. Late nights. Early I gotta mornings. believe with so many different schools participating, all the logistics, and you have multiple locations that the competitions yeah. were at, so or performances were at. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a big week for them. Yeah. Wow. So we get to reap the benefits of their labor. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just take one minute here and talk about the benefits of uh, students getting into um performing in these different music groups whether it's vocal or instrumental group or soloist what would be we'll kind of work our way from those that teach it to the students that have been taking it but what would be one benefit you would say as parents are listening uh for their kids to get involved in music just music in general or yeah specifically these these types of things through school um for me it's just a different uh venue to explore um well humanity i guess the arts right um you have your hard sciences you have your you know math and those types of things that are kind of expected with school but then you also have your fine arts uh, music um the one that we i guess we specialize in um just being able to explore emotion in a different way um being able to express yourself in a different way um i mean there's all kinds of like studies that show you know brain development and all that stuff but I don't like focusing on those things because we kind of it kind of feels like you're making an excuse of why should you play piano because your brain will get bigger, <laughs> right? Uh, it's more than that. Um, sometimes it's hard to explain, really, but there's that joy, there's that you know that sense of accomplishment. It takes a lot of work, and so types of those types of things that they can experience through music that really is hard to find in different places. Yeah. And also just the poise of um, and things like that you learn of just having to get up in front of people and do something very difficult with many people watching you, yeah. just being able to stay focused and um, keep going no matter what happens and all of that is um, just a huge life skill. Yeah. Um, well, and both of you still do that today. I mean, you both uh, do... Uh, performances and and help lead and worship at church and things like that and so you're still using those skills that you learned as kids now as adults so now we have uh, two students here that have been practicing and learning uh, instruments and being involved in in music through school Uh, we'll start with Sebastian here Sebastian what would be one of the benefits you've gained from being involved in these types of uh, musical groups and extracurricular music Um, I think building on what they say about how it kind of reflects a lot of the life skills that we have because when you are a musician, you're put in a lot of situations where you have to figure out how to, like, um, when, you, when you're on a stage and when you're performing for people, there's that kind of mental barrier that eventually you overcome the more you um, do music. And I feel like music, like they said, is kind of that gateway to opening up a lot of different skills. And it's not just performing and it's not just like the physical aspect of moving your fingers playing the piano but it's mental too so it builds that mental fortitude and helps you to kind of mature as a person you know yeah okay and and so what what about you what have you learned from being involved in music it sounds like uh 
your parents got you started early into strings what have you learned from it um for me i learned how to improve and like since i competed in competitions i learned that um no matter the outcome like you still improve through that time um yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a great life lesson to learn. And, and uh, people that don't get involved in these types of things, they I think they miss out if they don't find an outlet for this. And I think the fine arts uh, is, is something that gives a unique experience to students. They get to kind of explore and find things that they're good at that maybe they didn't know they were until they were pushed a little bit. So uh, I think that's great. Well, any final words? Again, maybe let's review when and where people need to go if they want to catch uh, these performances. The concert at Micronesia Mall, Center Court, starts at 2 o'clock tomorrow. It's really informal, no fee, it's free. Um, just show up and you can hear um, throughout the afternoon. And then the Harvest Orchestra is at approximately 4.30, not, you know, depending on how things roll. So you might want to come a little bit early. Um, but they're at 4.30 and then some great combined groups that some Harvest students will also be a part of later in the evening. Yeah, and then the finale yeah. award ceremonies at 7.15 where they'll give out the some of the bigger festival And awards. that's right there at the court right as well. Court, okay, yeah. excellent, awesome. Okay, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming up. I know it's short notice, but really appreciate you guys coming and participating in the show today. You're and welcome. Uh, welcome. T- tell your folks to tune in noon to 2 Saturday or 7 to night Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Sunday night for the Rebound broadcast, or they can watch it on Facebook Live. Or they can download the podcast and they can hear your beautiful voices. <laughs> oh, that's my daughter. That's my son. So, and then your parents can too, if you guys. Yeah, want, that's, so. they're probably watching this awesome. right now. <laughs> awesome. Okay, Hi, mom. Yeah, there you go. Um, all right, we're gonna take a short break and uh, come back for a little more live till five. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. This is episode 306 on this Friday, March 8th, 3:46 p.m. here at KHMG Studios. Back with more live till five after this short break. And we're back with a little more live till five. It's Friday afternoon, March eighth, three fifty p.m. Enjoyed talking to Sebastian and Insa and Kelly and Andrew about the Tumon Bay Music Festival. I encourage you to go to Micronesian Mall Center Court. They're going to be performing throughout the day, but four thirty p.m. is a big performance, and uh, they'll be giving out some some recognition and things like that at the end of the evening. But it'll be a great day if you want to go over and support. Some of the music groups from Harvest Christian Academy and other schools as well. Now, I have Sebastian in studio with me, and I'll switch the camera to him here because I want him to be able Sebastian. to. Uh, yeah, the 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 original <clears throat> the the OG. original Sebastian. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read a story that I came across on Fox News uh, last week, and then I want Sebastian to tell his story to top out the hour in this last nine minutes here. But uh, a dinner plate sized tarantula with a big appetite, preyed on a young possum during a recent hunt in the Amazon rainforest, and the horrifying encounter was caught on tape. Biologists at the University of Michigan studied rare predatory predator-prey interactions, particularly between anthropods and small vertebrates, over the course of a few years in the lowland rainforest near the Andes foothills. They detailed 15 different predation events 
in a paper published, Amphibian and Reptile Conservation. And basically, you know, that's that's kind of the boring part of the story. To get to the, the, the juicy part, so to speak, the spider was on the ground in the leaf litter holding the possum by the neck region, uh, the researchers described in their paper, noting that the possum, roughly the size of a softball, was still alive when they spotted the pair. After about five minutes, the creature became motionless, and the spider dragged it behind a tree root, disappearing into darkness. Upon reviewing footage of the rare occurrence, Robert Voss, a mammalogist, the American Museum of Natural History, confirmed that it appeared to be a first-ever documentation of, quote, a large myglomorph spider, tarantula, preying upon a possum, end quote. National Geographic reports that. And basically, uh, the picture is just... Uh, huge. Matter of fact, I'm going to switch over to the picture, and then I want Sebastian. So you can see this uh, for those watching Facebook Live. Maybe you can see it. See, I have to do everything backwards there. But anyway, Sebastian, um, with with your hands telling the story, how big, how big was the spider on your car this week? Yeah. So the spider was easily the size of my hand. Okay. And my hand. It's pretty big. Yep. So, um, probably about a nine to ten inch span from y- the tip of your thumb to tip of your pinky. There. Yeah, yeah, definitely, easily. Um, yeah, I was I was uh, walking to my car after grabbing some lunch for myself and my wife. Middle of the day. Middle of the day. Right in the middle of the parking lot. Yep, parking lot. Not under a big shade tree either. This is out in the middle of just you know open yeah, parking. Didn't space. have to worry about like a big tree and lots of spiders up in. You know, dropping down or anything, yep. just right there. And yep. uh, and so I, I'm walking out, and there's, you know, there's hundreds of cars out there. And because because my car is white, as I approach the door, I immediately notice this large spider just chilling on my. Uh, it didn't look real when you put the video <laughs> on Facebook. It did not look like a real spider. Yeah, I, I mean, my hands were full because I had like all this food in my hands, and everything, and. So, I mean, I saw Yuri, you know, one of the maintenance workers, and I said, hey, Yuri, what am I going to do about this? <laughs> and uh, he's, he got his, his uh, shoe off right away. He's like, I'm going to smash it. But I think it's one of those huntsman spiders, by the way. Um, really? Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. But, um, yeah, so Yuri was about to smash it, and then uh, um, Aaron came over and was like, Oh, catch it. I'm like, why would you want to catch it? You want to kill it. You don't want, you want to keep it alive. But we, everyone kind of held off because he was determined to catch it. Yeah. What if that's the mother of all spiders and, and now it's going to have a million little spider babies and it's going to be on everyone's car? Exactly. It's going to be Aaron's fault. <laughs> yeah. So, well, he went, he, he ran inside the coffee shop real quick and uh, grabbed a plastic cup and he came back out and I didn't think it was going to be a that cup looks small compared to the mm-hmm. spider. Like yep. I thought he was going to need, um, you know, like a small tub to capture that uh-huh. thing. <laughs> but anyway, he, he walked up and, um, and, and then he just quietly pressed the cup up against the spider and it, it fell right in and you could hear it all clawing around, you uh-huh. know. Making that noise. Oh, and, people's uh, <laughs> skin is crawling that are listening. Yeah. And uh, he, he capped it, you know, the the cup. And he's like, yeah, just resting. You know, like like, like this is something he does every day, I feel like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so What did he do with it, it when he was done with well, it? Well, I wanted to get home and tell my wife because I know she was, 
eager to hear about giant spiders on the car. So I don't know exactly what happened to the spider. Maybe we'll text Aaron at, during the uh, news <laughs> break and see what he did with the big spider. Yeah. But if uh, Aaron Englehart has left a cup in the back seat of your car any time in the last three days, call uh, call for help because uh, there's a giant spider in your car. Yeah. Now I'm like, const- I always wear you know Zori's on on my feet when I'm driving around. So now yeah. I'm be constantly conscious of, yep. of anything that might crawl across yep. my foot. So I had a we we were parked <laughs> in the parking lot near uh, Tony Roma's and Outback, and there was a tree hanging over the parking lot in the back area there, and a big spider, not quite that big, fell right onto the windshield right after we had gotten in. So we have to drive home, and the spider crawled up on the roof, and we couldn't tell where the spider was at. So we didn't want to open our doors. But then I watched a video on Facebook this week, and spiders crawl right through the little cracks in the side of your doors. Yep, yep, yep. Nothing safe. Uh, Yeah, I saw, um, I actually read a story also in Australia the huntsman spider, I think, is popular in Australia. Yeah, those are yeah. really dangerous. Yeah. Well, they're huge, and they actually don't want to bite you. It's like really? the last resort. Okay. They actually eat the others. I think they're the ones that eat the other spiders, but I might be wrong on that. Uh, but anyway, they're huge. Why, and, are they, why are they called huntsmen? Uh, well, they're fast, I think. Like, they're, 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 they can move pretty quickly. I don't know why they're called the or- – that's a, that's a shot in the dark. But um, – but apparently, a family got trapped in their house by a huntsman spider because oh. the screen door, they 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 saw the spider. They closed the, their screen door, and right. this this huge huntsman spider took up, you know, maybe two of my hands. Um, it was chilling on the screen door outside, okay. and it was just stuck there because they closed the door, and two of its legs were stuck in. Oh, in it. so they didn't know what to do. <laughs> so, because if they opened the door, they were burn the house down. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. I mean, I would have done that, but. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, that's the that's the thing, because when you get a spider loose in your car, I was driving Pastor Heron's truck one time, and a spider got up under the seat, a big one, and uh, disappeared, and I never found it. Never found it. I just left the windows down on the vehicle for the next couple of days, hoping well, it would be gone. if you leave the windows open, see, now I'm thinking, like, that huge thing was just, you know, sitting on, my, on the outside of my car. Yep. And I like to leave my windows open because the aircon doesn't work. So yep. like I'll I'll lower them so I can get some air in there before I get in. And um, not anymore. And now I'm just worried like oh big old spiders. Yeah. Gonna be well, like and then you don't want to like put your feet on the floor of the car and you're kind of like <laughs> marching in place and stuff. So yeah. yeah. So basically, uh, if people want to see this, you actually have a video on your Facebook. Yes, right? I do. I do. I do. All right. Uh, and you're just Sebastian Basil Dua. You get a lot of Facebook Sebastian friends through Basil this. Dua. Maybe yeah. maybe National Geographic will sponsor you. Oh, yeah, obviously. So, uh, all right. Well, yeah, spider <laughs> stories. They, we got some people that they're just like, this might be the last episode they ever listened to because of that story. But it was a big spider, <laughs> folks. It was big enough that, that you need to check out Sebastian's Facebook. And when he <laughs> says, when he held up, hold up your hand towards this camera right here again, just so people can see yeah. how big. And it's these long black legs of a spider and they're real long and it looked like a fake spider but it wasn't fake <laughs> it wasn't real hairy big fat body but the legs were just super and you don't long. have to worry about a lot on guam as far as like you know terrible animals that might kill you right <laughs> and right. spiders right. i mean that that's not even then that spider's not gonna do much but no. that is something that is kind of terrifying that's right <laughs> and, well uh sebastian thank you for sharing your story yeah. and we look forward to your quiz in the second hour it is women's history month we're gonna be talking about famous women in history Today, in the second hour, plus What's in My Coffee, This Day in History, and more in the second hour. You're listening to Live Till 5 here on KHMG 
88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Here's SRN News and then a second hour of Live Till 5. A little more live till 5, Friday, March 8th, 4.04 p.m. here on episode 306. Broadcasting high top the campus of Harvest Ministries from the worldwide headquarters of KHMG 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio. Right here in beautiful Barragata, Guam on this mostly sunny afternoon. Light breeze. Looks like uh, soccer teams warming up out there on the soccer field. It's going to be a good, good game, good weather for it at least. Can't guarantee it's going to be a good game. Whew, that spider story in the first hour kind of makes your skin crawl a little bit. But you know what? We're we're trying to uh, help with the theater of the mind by describing those things to you. You probably have spider stories as well. Living here on Guam, it's just a thing that we deal with. I remember we had two little neighbor girls that they had a plastic lunchbox full of those banana spiders Um, because they make those big webs, and we just had a lot in our calamansi trees and things. And they just would catch them with their bare hands and put them in this lunchbox. And they had a whole lunchbox of live, big banana spiders. They're like, oh, they don't bite. I'm I'm never confirmed if they don't bite or not, but they never bit them up to that point. Speaking of kind of strange uh, animal stories, I have a few here for you. This one was provided by Chris Harper himself, so it must be true. Faceless toad found jumping around in the forest. This is a National Geographic story. The toad was hopping around with perfectly healthy body and legs, but had no face whatsoever. The amphibian, an adult American toad, was hopping in the research- around the researcher's feet and hopping into other objects repeatedly. While they were collecting information about newts, Jill Fleming, a herpetologist and student at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst, took notice. She and her colleagues took a closer look at the toad, and they were surprised to see that its eyes, nose, jaw, and tongue were completely missing. She says the reason why the toad is missing its face is a mystery, though there are a few possible explanations. My initial thought, she said which I still believe is a likely explanation, was that the extensive injury was inflicted by one of the toad's many natural predators during hibernation, like a garter snake or a mink or something like that. For whatever reason, the predator did not finish the job and the toad was able to become active again on that early spring day. Amphibians are incredibly resilient. Herpetologists on Twitter also thought it could be the result of a parasite um, passed on by the toad fly, and that's probably less likely. Amphibians like the American toad are cold-blooded and need to hibernate to survive during the winter. American toads use their digging skills to burrow into the ground below the frost line, and their bodies produce ice crystals that slow their heart rate and stop their breathing until temperatures rise above freezing again. Fleming, 
the herpetologist, says it isn't something that they see often in the field. And the reactions of their fellow herpetologists on Twitter also indicate they haven't seen this frequently either. So, a faceless toad. That sounds like one of those uh, medieval insults. Stop, you faceless toad. Um, remember all the, the hoopla, the nanny about the guy that killed the mountain lion with his bare hands? There's more to the story. This came out about a week ago. The mountain lion in a, that a Colorado runner claimed to have killed in January was a young kitten, according to wildlife officials. Travis Kaufman, 31 years old, strangled the bl- and bludgeoned the cat to death on February 4th at Horsetooth Mountain Open Space in Larimer County, Colorado Parks, uh, uh, Larimer County in the Colorado Parks and Wildlife area. The mountain lion was determined to be around three to four months old and weighed 24 pounds at the time of necropsy. I think that's the time it was killed. The animal was scavenged after its death. Kaufman told reporters earlier this month he engaged with what uh, was just like a wrestling match, he said, with a lion after it attacked him while he was running alone. The cat lunged at him, latched his jaw to his right wrist. According to Kaufman, he said he tried to protect his face as the mountain lion clawed at him. Eventually, both Kaufman and the cat tumbled down a slope. He tried to throw sticks at the lion, um, but they were rotten and breaking. He eventually picked up a large rock and tried to hit the cat in the head with it. Kaufman said he was able to transition his body weight, moving his right leg up towards the wrist, and eventually was able to step on the cat's neck and suffocate it. After the incident, Kaufman said that he was on a crazy high and began to run towards civilization. As he ran, he said he noticed lion tracks and realized his surroundings were perfect lion territory. Kaufman ended up receiving 19 stitches along his left cheek, another six stitches in the bridge of his nose, three stitches on his wrist where the lion's mouth was at. Kaufman said he had several puncture wounds from the cat's teeth and claws, but otherwise he was great as he recovered from the attack. So, when they first told the story, it made it sound like it was a full-size lion, mountain lion, but really it was a kitten, mountain kitten. Now, it's still dangerous and tore the guy up, but, I mean, come on. That was like front page news that day. I read another article about dogs. We have some listeners that are big time dog lovers. And uh, you probably either have a breed of dog that you're really crazy about, or you're one of those pet rescue people and you're just, you know, you want to save the, the dog population of Guam by rescuing uh, a needy animal from the game shelter. Or you're one of those people that feed the strays. And then you wonder why they all sleep in your carport. Well, here you go. Dogs' personalities can change to be like their owners. Dogs apparently do become like their owners, and now there's research to prove it. A new study by psychologists at Michigan State University found that dog personalities change over time, and their owners play a part. Uh, Let's see here. The study, which was published in the Journal of Research and Personality, is one of the first and the largest of its kind that look at the changes in dogs' personalities. Owners were asked to evaluate their dog's personalities, answer questions about their dog's behavioral history, and describe their own personalities. The three main findings from the study were a correlation of the dog's age to its personality, a correlation to the owner's personality and their dog's personality, and the influence of a dog's personality and what it has, it, how it has an influence on the relationship with the owner. Tax dollars. Uh, let's see here. Here's another animal story. I just thought, 
The reason we call it stranger than fiction, by the way, is because oftentimes truth is stranger than fiction. And sometimes it's just the title of the article. Don't even need to read the story. Just the title of the article is enough to grab our attention. And I'll turn on Sebastian and Chris's microphone, and I'm going to turn the camera to them as well. But just the title of this uh, uh, draws you in. Brilliant title. Indonesia police apologize for using snake in Papa interrogation. So, Papa. yeah, Papa, you know, like Papa New Guinea. Oh. Indonesia police apologize for using snake in Papa interrogation. Story out of Jakarta. Basically, they, they took a live snake and draped it around the neck of a suspect to persuade him to confess during an interrogation session. <laughs> How big was the snake? You did park in the handicap spot. <laughs> Bring out Mr. Slinky. I guess it could have been good cop, bad cop, and the the snake was the bad cop. It could be good cop, bad amphibian. Yeah. Or reptile. Reptile. Snakes are reptiles. Reptile. Sorry. Yes. Now, that makes a lot of sense. Poor poor snake, really, to be used like that. Probably feels very, you know, taken for granted. Just used as a confession tool. Not treated yeah. like the person it should be treated as. Mm. No, Poor maybe snake. not. Anyway, hey, uh, I'm going to take a short break for uh, some, just a, a few short segments. Then we're going to come back. We have our drinks from the hub. We're going to play a little What's in My Coffee. We're going to try and track down Lawrence Nangast, our history professor, to see if he's going to do a little this day in history with us as well. And we're going to play Sebastian Basil do his quiz. You're listening to episode 306 here on Live Till 5. Friday, March 8th, 4.13 p.m. Stick around. More live till 5 after this. And we're back with a little more Live Till 5, Friday, March 8th, 4.17 p.m. here on our 306th episode of Live Till 5. Let me encourage you that if you're near a computer, open up your Facebook, follow Harvest Family Radio Guam on Facebook, and you can actually watch the Facebook Live broadcast of the show. We have, uh, you can see there, Sebastian is wearing his hat in a backwards fashion. I mean, all the cool kids are doing it now. I did it because it's easier to put my uh, headphones that's on. That's true. That's Hey, that's, that's a pro tip right yeah. there. Boom. And Chris Harper is there, of course. He's the one without the hat, just in case you're wondering. And I'm the one whose face is obscured by the microphone stand. But that's kind of how I like it. It's, it's, I'm a, Who kind is of this a man of mystery. You can see my hand on the <laughs> microphone stand, which is kind of cool. So. Anyway, and then, of course, we have Lawrence Nangas walking into the studio to join us right now, just in time, because guess what? We just had a, a delivery from the Hub, the best little coffee shop on Guam. Offering yeah, it's busy in- down there. Yeah, well, you had a lot of teachers in there, I'm sure, right? We did. We did. It was good. And uh, they're offering an endless variety of coffees, teas, baked goods. Check your cups for floating spiders. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, speaking no. of spiders, before we talk about our drinks here, while everyone kind of gets situated... We had some listener-submitted content from CW. He's an Australian. What a guy. And uh, he sent me an article from news.com.au 
three new species of Aussie spiders discovered by a peacock spider expert. You know, commas would be important there because it it could yeah. have been uh, by a peacock. It'd be a very diverse <laughs> expert. spider expert. Yes. He he's covered a, a lot of areas. Strutting around. That peacock. Exotic he's birds. A, he's a peacock guy. Insects <laughs> or deadly spiders. Three new insects. peacock spiders have been revealed by an Australian taxonomist. Now, they tell you. But he swears they are harmless and charismatic. And if oh, you you see the picture here, I'm going to, uh, for our listening audience that are also watching. On premium. Harmless and charismatic. Live. That's not describing uh, Sebastian Basil Dua. That's describing these new peacock spiders. <laughs> harmless those and charismatic. They are. Look at that. So for those that are watching online, you can see these beautiful spiders. Yeah. I'm guessing um, that's they, they use that for maybe their mating as uh, they fan out their little peacock. You know, I'm not a taxonomist, but distract. I would I'd say that's a pretty fair guess. I, I'd say it's to, it's to distract before they kill. Um, <laughs> you know, if you woke up in the middle of the night, one of these was staring down at you, though. I'd capture distract. it. Distract. Yeah. Oh kill. boy! And this would have been a lot prettier on the side of uh, Sebastian's car as this little peacock. It really would have been. You should have put it in there, like maybe put clear packaging tape over him, and he'd have been like part of your car decoration. If I try to do that, he'd be on my hand. World's best hood ornament. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about our drinks here before we get into uh, uh, the quiz. It is Women's History Month, Lawrence, by the way. I don't know if you Yeah, I was here first when you you said that. That was the beginning of your show. That's right. You were wandering through, and I was in the zone. I was a lost individual. I was in the zone. Where am I? It's okay. Well, we're going to talk about our drinks first, and we'll go with Sebastian first. Uh, What does your drink taste like? Yes, my drink it has this weird like bitter tea taste but then it's it strikes you with the like uh, like a tangy calamansi taste you know so i'm pretty sure it's the patty claude filter cuz that's what we coined it a while the ago the patty claude filter oh, yeah. the pc yeah cuz you uh, other people were saying it's the guam um what's the arnold palmer yeah guam arnold palmer mm-hmm. but i say no because i said patty claude filter first okay it's the patty claude filter okay so that makes and it there true. There are no floating spiders. Uh, you are the only one with a drink that you can't really see through. So, Jared. Oh boy, that's um, <laughs> that's tasty. Uh, Lawrence, what does yours taste like? Um, well, it's a, a, an Italian soda or fruit splash, if you will. I think it's got some calamansi in it, and I want to say it's like pineapple calamansi, maybe. Okay. Okay. Right. Very citrusy. Mm, Colorful. Very. Okay. Colorful. All right. Chris, what about yours? Uh, mine is a, a fruit splash of some sort. The reason I say some sort mm-hmm. is because I'm not really placing the taste of it. It's nondescript. It, it's, it's pink. It's, it's one that I've had before that I couldn't place. And yep. then as soon as you said it, I thought, yeah, well, of course. Hibiscus. Mm-hmm. It's not hibiscus, huh. no. Because no, that's the hibiscus one separates into two colors. You can tell the hibiscus tea with the uh, calamansi comes in a two tone. <laughs> Could be passion fruit. <laughs> two tone. Do they have passion, passion fruit, fruit squirt down there? Um, um, they might. Yeah, could uh, be just like a. Could be strawberry, like a strawberry. Raspberry. I don't think it's strawberry. It's uh, uh, It could be raspberry calamansi. Sometimes it's the color of red that that gets you watermelon, possibly. It's not watermelon. Watermelon's no, too sweet. It tastes like a Jolly Rancher. I, I, I don't... There might be two... There could be two flavors. It could be something calamansi. Yep. yep. Um, I don't... I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm out of ideas. Yep. You're, you're flummoxed. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, for those that are watching on Facebook Live, you can see me pointing to my drink, but you cannot see my face because it's obscured by the mic stand. But this drink right here, I believe, is the standard classic favorite of everyone under the age of 13 chilled chocolate. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good for me, and I'm all over the th- age of 13. Yes. Okay. So let's, <laughs> let's confirm now. Oh, um, so. so drink number one, Chris Harper has a strawberry kiwi lime fruit splash. Oh, no wonder. There's a lot of stuff in strawberry there. Strawberry kiwi lime. Yep. Wow. Come on. That's why um, I was Three flummoxed. things. Yeah, because, yeah, three. Come on. That's a, that's a, that's a lot. double McTwist right Stupefied there. Stupefied even. Okay, yeah. and then I have the chilled chocolate. Calamansi iced tea is what Sebastian has, what he calls a Patty Claude filter. Everyone else calls a Guam Arnold Palmer. No, mm-hmm. I said it first, though. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Lawrence has a mango calamansi. Mango. mango. I said pineapple. So it's the sweet with the citrus. Yep. It's good. It, it is like a good drink. Island. It's yep. a good drink. It does. Yep. <laughs> Needs a little umbrella in it. You'd be yep. good to go. Those, those friends that are listening in Vermont and Wisconsin, they're very yeah. jealous that... They're yeah. not getting a mango calamansi. They would want the hot version of your drink. Yes. Is what they oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I asked for that on the plane the other day. <laughs> I, I said, ma'am, do you guys have hot chocolate? Uh, Did they? No. But really? I smelled it. No. And that's why I asked. <laughs> really? But I was kind of surprised it they didn't just offer hot chocolate annoying. on the plane. Mm-hmm. That had been amazing. They were. I could have used they it. They probably were a little. Did they say you should have sat in first class, sir? Yeah. yeah. Or they say, and "Where's you your mother?" Been. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever have that growing up? Are you up? riding alone? Are you yeah. okay without marshmallows? Yes. Yeah, okay. I had that growing up all the time, where it's like you know you'd smell something from your room and you're like, oh, it's like pizza, you know, and you go down and it's not pizza. It was yeah. it was stuffed yeah. green, uh, green bell peppers. <laughs> what yeah. In the world? Yeah. 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 A lot of pizza ingredients yeah. in there. But not yep. pizza. You lied. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on with more fun is uh, Sebastian's. Sebastian has his quiz ready for us, and I know he did a little extra, a little extra something for us today. So, Sebastian, I, I, tell us about this quiz. Oh yeah, this is um, a quiz on famous women. Famous You're an expert. History, <laughs> historical. Been married a whole year and a half, almost. Uh, yeah, that's true. I had to think about it. Seems makes like you an expert. many all years. These, all these history months used to just be called history. Yeah, which is history. <laughs> yeah. Now it's now we break it up. And now it it's is. specific pieces. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Sebastian. I don't know if I'd say it feels like many. It feels like just yesterday. Oh, it's like a moment. Yeah. Of bliss. I've, I've only we've only gotten started. Yeah. Yes. Like my dad says. Uh, yeah, it's forty-six years. Underwater feels like forty-six minutes. Underwater, boiling water, boiling water. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep, I've oh. heard Joe say that before. Yes, many times. JB. Actually. Yep, yep. I've I've used that myself. Yep. A little yeah, bit as too. he starts sermon illustrations with yep. that. <laughs> okay, so all right. How so how's this quiz how work? Do this is I'm just going to ask each of you um, a question of your own. Okay. And, oh. um, if you get it wrong, it's passed on to the next person. But there's only three ah, options, so they, okay. they have a better chance of getting it. So uh, if the third person doesn't get it, they got a serious problem. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think so. <laughs> that right. means they re-guessed a correct or an incorrect answer. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Ready I, for this? I don't it know. It means they're throwing the match. What do you mean? You're going to hand? He's going to read them to us. But so you're I'm going to read it. And it's only individual. it's only Lawrence. So I'm going to Lawrence. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Gotcha. Ready? Here yep. we go. Um, I was only a teenager when I joined the Lewis and Clark expedition. <laughs> Oh. Was it Sacagawea, yep. Abigail Sacagawea. Adams, or Betsy Ross? Sacagawea. Oh, my goodness. Well, it would have been good if you'd have put like, Pocahontas or, or Indian yeah. names yeah. there. But anyways. Yeah. Sacagawea. Sacagawea. 
Good job, Lawrence. Or Sacagawea. You get a point. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. All right. That's what I'm saying. I've heard it both ways, too. Um, At college, this is for Chris now. Yes. At college, I was an amazing student and a really good tennis player. Betsy Ross, Sally Ride, or Amelia Earhart? So the the only thing you have is that she was a tennis player. She was an amazing student. Therefore, amazing she was very student. smart. Just described half of the I, kids at Harvest. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sally. Amazing student and good tennis player. I, it's, I don't think it's Betsy, Betsy no, Ross. No, she, she was an amazing was, cross-stitcher. Yeah, yeah. And, and... Amelia Earhart was Amelia an amazing Earhart. flyer. Yeah, I think it's got to be... Uh, I think it's got to be Sally Ride. Correct, Sally Ride. Sally Ride was the first American woman astronaut to fly in space. So mm. when I say like, yeah, uh, that, yeah. I think that's the definition. I mean, Amelia Earhart was no right? slouch. Yes, flying first into astronaut space. to fly into space. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I think by definition yeah. you have to. Yeah. It's like, anyways, I'm ready. a baker. I'm that ready. This you is you guys are <laughs> you guys are first baker to make bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right, here but we you go. know. First dairy cow to give milk. Okay, yeah. anyway, uh, can you please ask my question? <laughs> yes, here we go. I was both the wife and the mother of a U.S. president. Hmm. Queen Victoria, That's... Abigail Adams, or Susan B. Anthony. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You should have said Sacagawea here. <laughs> was it Queen Victoria the Third or Queen Victoria the uh, you could at least give no, presidents um, wives. Uh, you it know. was uh, uh, Mrs. Adams. Yep. <laughs> That's the first lady. To, she was also the first lady to live in the White House. So, so far, know. this is not And your was best she the quiz. first? <laughs> she's the first president's wife to be married to a president. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just wanted to do something. Because no, we cover good. a you're lot good. of women. Yes, I like um, We did. No, no. If, and if it I, comes down for pure volume of women listing... That's you're right. nailing it. And you're you're helping me get a good ramp up to the rest of this hour because yep. I'm going to be talking about women in history. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I already talked about uh, 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 what's her name? Yeah, Nation. she's that awesome. Nation. Uh, uh, Nationwide is on your side. I threw the paper away. Well, you you talked a lot about the abolitionist. Spiders. The abolitionist. I, I read about uh, abolitionist? Carrie Nation. Carrie Nation. Oh, okay. oh Carrie Have Nation. you ever heard of her? She uh, heard of her. Really, her, her campaign to... Uh, uh, against uh, alcohol in America led to the 18th Amendment. Hmm. Oh. But she was so famous. Was that type of abolitionist. Yes, but she would walk into um, prohibition, sorry, prohibitionist, mm. um, walked into well, bars and Abolition pubs, is usually slavery. Yeah, is what. With a hatchet, and she would start tearing I the have place heard up. of her do that. Carry Nation. <laughs> yes. Anyway, okay, yeah. continue on. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I became... Queen of the United Kingdom at age 18 and oversaw the great oh, expansion man. of the British Empire. It ain't Sacagawea, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Sacagawea, no. Dolly uh, Queen Elizabeth, Queen Victoria, or Beatrix Potter? Wow, man. <laughs> oh, now, okay. Uh, now, Queen Victoria. You sure? Uh, yeah, she was the 18-year-old queen, and yeah. Queen Elizabeth. It was, it was it the first or second that you have on there? Uh, queen Elizabeth is the first one. Oh, okay. Well, there's two of them, though, so it's Queen Victoria, though. Yeah, Queen Victoria's correct. <clears throat> yes. Good job. It's, uh, yeah, good job. All right, next question. <laughs> Look, I, I, it's hard getting all these questions together, right? No, you do a great job. <laughs> we only tease you because we like you. <laughs> good. All right, well. Here's, I don't here's tease one. people I don't like. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> Isn't that right, <laughs> Lawrence Nagging Cast? Yeah, never. <laughs> never. 
All right, here we go. I never lost a passenger. Amelia Earhart, Annie Oakley, or Harriet Tubman? Oh. 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 That is the best question you've had a so far. I'm sorry, that's the you best are one. a shrewd game <laughs> okay. master. So t- tell me the three ladies again Amelia Earhart, Annie Oakley, or Harriet Tubman? Hmm. I'm. Harriet Tubman, were they called passengers yeah. on the Underground Railroad? Yeah. I think it was Harriet Tubman, because I can't imagine the other two. Well, well, well. the, the reason why, to be careful, is Amelia Earhart flew solo. Yes. And so, therefore, she also didn't lose passenger. passengers either. No, I, no, I she, thought of that. What, she, uh, it was her and Frank, whatever his name, were in it her was final flight. But I didn't know, how, you know, I'm just saying that could have been something but else. But Annie Oakley rode on She rode the stagecoaches. Coaches. Stole them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd go, I'd go with your first answer. <laughs> I'm going to go Harriet Tubman. Good job. It's Harriet Tubman. Yeah. She wow. risked her life to help other slaves. Yep. That was a good question, though. I like that. Good. I enjoyed Never that. Lost the that one's a little trickier. Yeah, yeah. that was. No. Had a lot had a lot to be said there. You know what? I don't think I can give you the... Um, this question's a little too easy. With Don't even give me the answers. Just give me the, the question. This is the easy question. All right. All right. <laughs> Grandma Mary. That was the question. I, mysteri- no, I mysteriously disappeared in 1937. Oh. Hmm. Let's see. Could have been... Uh, She's only been mentioned twice. Amelia Earhart. (laughs) Yeah, Amelia Earhart. Way to go. It's Amelia Earhart. You all She was on an island in the Pacific, though. Spotted. That's what they saw a picture of, her sitting on like a dock. Yep, and it was Marshall Islands. And then they determined that that picture had been taken before the time that she had disappeared, so there's no way that that could have been her. Oh, too bad. But the theories are... You know, there are multiple yep. theories. She's Saipan somewhere with and Tinian. Yeah, uh, she probably is. I actually yeah. wanted to do a quiz just on Amelia Earhart because I, I always find the story. Yeah, you could do that next week. But yeah, it was just a lot of the questions I could come up. It would be too too much to say the all the whole question, and then like the answers would be too long too. You know, like, yeah, I got you. Long statements, so yeah. I just try to keep it simple. But it was a little too simple today. So. Well, who, well, who won? just knows we know our historical so, winner. You all won. We all, you all we're all winners. We all got them correct. Congratulations. Or wow. none of you won if you want to go back to the old if, point The system. way you can think about it is you are being much nicer to us this time. <laughs> yeah, we really look Yeah, what was last that. time? I don't know. They were hard. There was there was one. That, there's been a few. That I think the one for really you was tough. Mozart. Yeah. There was Mozart. And then last week was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, those were I hard. I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I kind of do the show and then I just erase my hard drive and move yeah, on. Yeah, me too. Because uh, my wife won't sit and listen to the show with me over and over again uh, like I wish she would. So I just forget. <laughs> so anyway, Lawrence has to run. So, Lawrence, you go ahead and get on out of here. Yeah, we'll see you, you. later. Good to Have be a here, great boys. weekend. And uh, if you're near the Harvest Christian Academy campus, it looks like you can go out and watch our girls' soccer team playing right now. It looks like they're playing someone in red, probably St. John's maybe. So, anyway, we're going to take a short break. Thanks, Sebastian, for pulling that quiz together. We do appreciate it, brother. And uh, listeners, you stick around. We do have a little more live till five, uh, including women in history. I have some Christian women uh, to talk about in history, a little bit of the, the facts surrounding International Women's Day as well. So stick around a little more live till five after this short break.
And we're back with a little more Live Till 5. It's 4.38 p.m. here on Friday, March 8th, episode 306 of Live Till 5. want to encourage you to check us out online. If you're near your computer right now, pull up Facebook. You can actually watch the show through Facebook Live. Leave us a comment there. We'd love to get thumbs up and words of affirmation from you. We also appreciate any type of feedback you might give us as far as suggestions through private messages, things like that through Facebook. You can also go to our website, khmg.org, khmg.org, where you can download the podcast of this show. You can listen to the live stream of our our radio station 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can also see that we have a library, an extensive library of resources that you can download and listen to at your convenience. A, a whole library of sermons that have that have been uh, edited and, and, and put there with the ability to look up by topic, by Bible passage, by speaker, and be able to use those for your own personal growth. And we do that specifically for you. We also have podcasts that we produce here of different radio shows uh, like Living Redemptively with Dr. Doug McLaughlin, Building Great Leaders with Dr. Les Olala, Take Note with Chris Harper. Uh, we have Harvest Time. We have Harvest Echoes, which are sermons that have been preached here at Harvest over, over the years. And uh, we have a program with Dr. Carson Fremont and just a number of great programs we produce right here that you can find right there on our website, khmg.org. Now, since it is the month of March, it is Women's History Month. And, uh, you know, it's it's worth noting because today is uh, International Women's Day, and I was kind of curious where this came from. And so Women's History Month and Women's History Day is an annual celebration in Australia, the United States, and Canada, and the United Kingdom. Highlights the contributions of women in society. And it started... Um, Back to the first International Women's Day held in 1911. Um, it is on March 8th uh, every year. And it, it was designed, this, this whole week and this day was designed to highlight these things. In February 1980, U.S. President Jimmy Carter issued a presidential proclamation declaring the week of March 8th as National Women's History Week. Within a few years, numerous schools and communities across the country were celebrating Women's History Week as supported by local government units. And uh, many states have adopted that as well. But on 8 February 1909, the first Women's Day took place in New York City. The Socialist Party organized the observance to commemorate the march of thousands of women who fought for economic rights. During the mid-19th century, women in many countries started to organize movements to fight for their rights to vote and run for office. They became known as suffragists or suffragettes. In 1904, the International Women's Suffrage Alliance was formed by Millicent Fawcett and Carrie Chapman Catt, along with other leading women's rights activists. In September 1893, the British colony of New Zealand was the first to pass national-level voting rights for women through... The Electoral Bill. A year later, Australia also granted full rights to women to vote and represent Parliament, except for Aboriginal women of Australia. November 1918, British Parliament passed the Eligibility of Women Act, allowing women to be elected in Parliament. 1920, countries including Denmark, USSR, Canada, Sweden, Iceland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Germany, Luxembourg, Poland, and the Netherlands, Austria, 
And the United States of America granted women the right to vote. In the United States, the suffrage movement was led by Lucretia Mott and Elizabeth Cady Stanton, who organized the first women's right convention, known as the Seneca Falls Convention in 1848. Frederick Douglass, a former slave and abolitionist, attended the convention. Susan B. Anthony also met the two at the World Anti-Slavery Convention held in England in 1850. Uh, Let's see here. Today, at least 17% of U.S. congressional and Senate seats are occupied by women. And, uh, of course, there's many different uh, facts about that. But I thought it it was interesting to note that... The first all-female spacewalk will take place during Women's History Month. This just came out uh, today. It's a big step for women. This is according to the Washington Post. If all goes according to plan, on March 29th, astronauts aboard the International Space Station are scheduled to conduct the first all-female spacewalk. Anne McLean and Christina Koch will venture out together about 240 miles above Earth and make history. Adding to the significance of their mission, the spacewalk will take place during Women's History Month. It was not orchestrated this way, said NASA spokeswoman Stephanie Scheerholtz. These spacewalks were originally scheduled to take place in the fall. They are to upgrade batteries on the space station. McLean and Koch spacewalk will be the second of three planned excursions for Expedition 59, which launches next week on Pi Day 314. Shareholds pointed to the fact that the women would be at the controls as well. Mary Lawrence will serve as the lead flight director, and Jackie Kagi will be the lead spacewalk flight controller. One NASA flight controller expressed her excitement about working on the mission. So it's, it's pretty neat, this Washington Post article, and you can see uh, the two astronauts and um, see their pictures there. But it is worth noting. Now, I came across a list of women in history— and it was under a list of Christian women who shaped history. Now, I, I can't vouch for all of their testimonies. I didn't have time to research all of their biographies. I already talked to you about uh, Carrie Nation earlier and uh, her hatchet-wielding um, kind of violent vandalism to help bring attention to the Prohibition movement. But here are some. Florence Nightingale. Florence Nightingale, member of the Church of England, often prayed uh, for God to give her the task that would define her life during the Crimean War. She trained and organized nurses to care for wounded soldiers and became known as the founder of modern nursing. Uh, Susan B. Anthony. Sometimes you'll hear on our radio station uh, where they mention the Susan B. Anthony Foundation or the Susan B. Anthony List. Born into a Quaker family with a long history of anti-slave activism, Susan B. Anthony developed an early sense of fairness and justice. She dedicated her life to women's suffrage after joining the women's rights movement in 1852. She campaigned for the abolition of slavery and the right for women to own their own property, to keep their earnings, as well as the right to attend uh, higher learning institutions. And now her name is synonymous with the pro-life movement as well. Uh, Rosa Parks, very famous in the civil rights movement, known as the mother of the modern-day civil rights movement. Rosa Parks was a seamstress and civil rights activist who became famous for her refusal to obey a bus driver's demand that she give up her seat to a white male. 
Her arrest for civil disobedience triggered the Montgomery bus boycott, which launched one of the organizers, Martin Luther King Jr., to the forefront in history. In her book, Quiet Strength Park says it's this about how God helped her. That fateful day, she refused to give up her seat. She said this, I felt the Lord would give me the strength to endure whatever I had to face. God did away with all my fear. It was time for someone to stand up, or in my case, sit down. I refused to move. Here's another one. You might not recognize her, but uh, you might recognize her last name. Evangeline Corey Booth. After her parents jointly founded the Christian Mission, which later became the Salvation Army, Evangeline Corey Booth dedicated her life to the same missional mindset and led the Salvation Army for 30 years before becoming the first female general in the International Salvation Army. Among her many writings were hymns. Perhaps the most famous was The World for God. Uh, Let's see here. Here's one. She's a very famous missionary, especially in the Southern Baptist movement. This is Charlotte Lottie Moon. Oh, I always wonder where Lottie came from. So it's short for Charlotte. So Lottie Moon. Charlotte Lottie Moon was a Southern Baptist missionary who spent nearly 40 years working and living in China as a teacher and evangelist with the Foreign Mission Board. She helped to lay the groundwork for today's solid support of missions among Baptists in America. Except for a few visits back to the United States, Lottie Moon ministered in China for the rest of her life. She started schools, shared the gospel in various villages, helped raise the conditions for missionaries. The offering that was begun by the Baptist Women's Missionary Union is still collected every year as the Lottie Moon Christmas Offering. It is the largest single missionary offering that that denomination has every single year. Fanny Crosby, famous hymn writer, Though totally blind, wrote more than 9,000 hymns, many of which are among the most popular in today's church denominations. Concerned that her name would be too prevalent in the hymnal, she was forced to use multiple pen names instead. So the publisher and hymn writer William Bradbury was unhappy with the quality of many of the hymns that were submitted to him for publication. He heard of Fanny's talent, and after verifying her ability, he promptly hired her to write hymns for his company, telling her, while I have a publishing house, you'll always have work. Sojourner Truth, famous abolitionist, born in born into slavery and uh, swore to kill New York. Sojourner Truth escaped with her infant daughter and went to become abolitionist and women's rights activist. She is best known for her speech on racial inequalities entitled "Ain't I a Woman," which she gave at the Ohio Women's Right Ohio Women's Rights Convention in 1851. Amy Carmichael famous missionary as well. You can read a lot about her. Determined to fit into the local culture in India, Amy Carmichael dressed as an Indian woman She served, and uh, that she served and would even um, dye her white skin with coffee. She founded the Donover Mission in India, where she helped to save hundreds and possibly thousands of children out of prostitution. Corey Ten Boom. And Corey Ten Boom, um, I've actually featured her on the show before and played some of the audio you can go to YouTube and listen to Corey Ten Boom telling stories about forgiveness, about her testimonies, the miracles that happened while she was in uh, Nazi prison camps. When the Nazis invaded Holland, Corey Ten Boom and her family began hiding Jewish people in their home in hopes of saving them from the death camps. When what they were doing was discovered, she was sent to a women's labor camp where she suffered horrific experiences at the hand of the very people she tried to protect others from. Later in life, these experiences uh, led to a worldwide ministry through more than 60 countries where she preached out forgiveness 
and Christ's love. Uh, let's see here. Lilius Trotter. I was not as familiar with this famous lady from history. Defying all the taboos and restrictions that deterred European women from entering and ministering to others in the Middle East, Lilius Trotter gave up the wealthy lifestyle she was born into to minister to Muslims in Algeria. According to the Lilius Trotter Center, Trotter traveled for weeks into the desert to meet with those who did not know Jesus and shine his light each step of the way. Her theological and intellectual acuity are a challenge for us today. Here's one that uh, was in the list that I was actually surprised. One of the more modern ones. Maybe you recognize her. I actually read her biography one time. Mary Kay Ash, frustrated when she was passed over for promotion that went to a man that she had trained. Mary Kay Ash retired from the company she was working with um, and intended to write a book for women in business. That book eventually turned into a business plan for what is now known as the Mary Kay's Cosmetics. With the golden rule as the founding principle of her company, Mary taught other women to advance by helping others succeed and open up new opportunities for women to be in business for themselves worldwide. It's actually decent biography, autobiography. Clara Barton. Clara Barton, you might recognize the name from American History Class. While taking care of her brother David during a long-suffering illness, Clara Barton found a new love for nursing. While visiting Europe, she worked with the International Red Cross and upon her return to America, lobbied for an American version of the same. The American Red Cross was founded in 1881 with Clara becoming the first president. So those were all famous women from history, and they all deserve uh, some recognition. And it is Women History Month. Today is International Women's Day, and I think it's worth it. You know, we all have moms. Many of us have sisters. Some of us have wives and daughters and uh, lady coworkers. And we should be extremely grateful for their contribution and not condescending or patronizing, but uh, truly recognizing their contribution to history and really to just every day. I don't know what we do. We could not, we could not have Harvest Ministries without the contribution of so many fine women that work here and have worked here in the past and really sacrifice so much to be part of the ministry here. So thank you to the women of Harvest Ministries and uh, we appreciate your service. Now we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up the show. This is Jared Baldwin, live till 5, Friday, March 8th, back in just a moment. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. God, walk with me. While I'm on this old tedious journey, I want Jesus to walk with me. Take my hand. And we're back with the last few minutes of Live Till 5, 4.56 p.m. on this Friday afternoon during the live broadcast of Live Till 5, March 8, 2019. Glad to have you with us today, our 306th episode. It's almost behind us. If you miss part of the show, Saturdays from noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m., you can tune in to 88.1 FM or khmg.org and catch the show as we rebroadcast it, all two hours of it. So catch us on the rebound, Saturdays, noon to 2, Sunday nights, 7 to 9 p.m. 
So you can listen to it as you're driving about to soccer games or running errands or heading home from church. That's why we do it that way. So you can listen to certain parts of it a second or third time, share it with others. You can also download the podcast through our website, khmg.org. The podcast of this show and many other great shows are available right there on the website and a number of other resources, which I outlined earlier. You can go to Facebook. Today we were able to broadcast the entire show on Facebook Live, which was a lot of fun. And for some of you being able to watch, uh, it's, it's neat to interact, you in a, interact with you in a different way, and we can get some real-time feedback throughout that broadcast. So that's kind of fun. And we are able to show some of the guests as well, which just adds another element to the broadcast. So glad to have you participate in this show with us today. And we always love to hear from you. You can email us through our website, khmg.org. You can send us a message through Facebook, Harvest Family Radio Guam, or you can stop by during business hours, Monday through Friday, right here at the KHMG studio. We're located on the third floor, directly above the hub here at the Harvest Ministries campus. Now, I do want to make one final invitation for you. We'd love to invite you to visit Harvest Baptist Church this Sunday, March 10th. 10.30 a.m. is our morning worship service, and we'd just love to have you with us this Sunday. It's a real blessing to have people uh, come and visit our church. If you don't have a church home or you go to a church where they don't open God's Word, they don't use the Bible, please come visit us. We'd, we'd love to show you some Harvest hospitality. Sunday evening, we'll be doing some baptisms and uh, that's really always a great time for us as well. Sunday afternoon, we have an active duty military luncheon. It's free if you're a military family and you're here on Sunday. You're going to be invited to a nice meal at the Harvest Ministries cafeteria. So we'd love to see you Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m., Sunday evening, 6 p.m. We have a number of other opportunities for classes and things like that. We have ministries for all age groups, from nursery all the way through adult and we have some Bible studies and different things throughout the week as well. If you just come check us out, go to our website, hbcguam.org, hbc for Harvest Baptist Church, guam.org, or go to khmg.org, and then you can click at the top and switch over to the church website. Now, that's about it for Live Till 5 this week, episode 306. That went by quick. I don't know about you, but boy, that flew by for me. I'm glad to have you with us, and uh, we hope to have... Another great show next week, and we hope that you have a great weekend. I'm Jared Baldwin, your host. It is Friday, March 8th, 2019, episode 306, here for Live Till 5 on KHMG, 88.1 FM, Harvest Family Radio, Barragata, Guam. Have a great weekend.